This presentation is from UX Australia 2015, held in Sydney. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au. So this is Susie and Michael. They're here all the way from Germany just to do this talk for us today. Um, about what seems, in, from me reading the description, looks like a, just an excellent case study. So I'll leave it to you to talk about that, though, of course. Thank awesome. you. Great. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. And a very good morning. Uh, sorry about that. Another healthcare presentation. Now we need to shift you all the way from Australia, first world country, into rural Africa. This is where our topic is. We try to do this by using our Swiss, French, and German accents and also a bit of Kenyan English later in the video. It will be challenging for you to listen. Okay, so uh, my name is Michael. I'm heading the customer design experience team. And I'm Susie. I'm user experience designer um, at SAP. Same team. So at SAP, we develop enterprise software. This is our usual work, usual work, and we are part of the design and co-innovation center. So basically, we are an in-house design agency at SAP. We are doing customer-facing projects. We are doing lighthouse projects. We try out new things to improve the user experience and the design for our customers. And sometimes we come up with completely new ideas and new opportunities because we always want to keep our minds open, follow diverse approaches. This Today, what we want to talk about is a very unusual project. It already started very unusual because the University of Heidelberg contacted me and asked about, do you know any technical uh, solution how to send automatically text messages to a smartphone from a PC? I said, sure, there are APIs, you can do that, that's not too complicated. And then we had a bit of a chit and chat, what is the background, what is the medical background, and the entire project sounded really interesting, and it is the chance for us to go leave our comfort zone, leave our familiar environment of enterprise resource planning, move into cutting-edge medical research, applied research, go to Africa, develop a great solution based on the uh, biomarkers that are currently developed and analyzed in the medicine to also use our state-of-the-art cloud technology. And now I would like to show you what we got. The topic is all about implementing innovative healthcare screening solutions in fragile infrastructures, starting with cervical cancer. Why is this so important? It's not only about, it's really great to have medical research, great research all the way in Heidelberg. There was a Nobel Prize uh, for this in 2008 for the uh, discovery of the relation between virus infection and cervical cancer. That's great, but you need to bring it out to the people. You need to change people's lives. And this is what really excited us about it. And we would like to first and foremost really save those women's lives. And saving the women's life is essential. They are key part of the social welfare in Africa. The social system and the culture could not exist without the hard work of the women. Also, the entire economy is relying on women in Africa. And we would like to show you a bit a fundraising video. You get a sneak preview. You get now the Kenyan accent on that one and let the people speak a bit for themselves uh, how this situation in Kenya is really all about. In Kenya currently, cervical cancer is amongst the leading cancers and cause of death in women. The mother is affected or the kids are affected. So it's a cancer for female, but it affects everybody. 
and and so cancer in 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 Africa and in Kenya, um, cervical cancer affects very young women. We find women dying at the age of 40, at the age of 45, and so you can imagine that is that their peak of trying to raise children, children are young, and then when they die, you've not only lost a breadwinner, but you've lost a mother, you've lost a, a pillar of a family. So cervical cancer is not just a killer of women, it's a killer of whole families. And I think this is something which we have to realize, and if we have any kind of technique how to prevent this, uh, I think we are socially responsible, really, to think about uh, means to establish those technologies also under African conditions in a way that at the long run the societies can maintain that program by themselves. The ethics project actually came up when we were working over many years for a biomarker that allows to uh, sort out among women who are infected with potentially oncogenic virus, the human papilloma virus, those that are actually at risk to develop a cancer as a consequence of that virus. And now the medical problem is to identify among these many infected women exactly those who are really at risk to develop a cancer. So the project that we have uh, as a partnership between Moi University and the uh, University of Heidelberg and Gonda University in Ethiopia is, uh, is a project that is aimed at looking at uh, a noble uh, method of screening for cervix cancer that looks at really those that will develop cancer. I mean, the traditional screening methods uh, kind of try to get everybody. But this one will be able to isolate those who, whose cells have started changing or are expressing a certain chemical, a certain protein, that would mean that they may eventually get cancer. And so you can then focus on these people to follow them up. Cervical cancer is one of those cancers that progress very slowly and it's treatable. So that's why we advocate for screening, because if it's detected early, you get treated and get cured. So if we could bring the rate of cervical cancer deaths to zero, or almost zero, that is what we are aiming for, because it's a cancer that is treatable. I think with the ethics program, we had a starter, and we are now seeking for further support and people who would join our initiatives and really bring this idea forward uh, so that at the end it will be something that we can implement also under emerging world conditions. So if we are able to reach as many people as possible, say everybody's covered, and the impact will be enormous, you can imagine the number of, uh, of, 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 of deaths that we will be able to prevent. You can imagine the number of costs we will, uh, will reduce in terms of treating advanced cancers. I mean, once somebody gets their cancer, the resources that go into treating cervical cancer are enormous. In the country like Kenya, we only have one radiotherapy center, and it's way in Nairobi. And so you can imagine if you're able to prevent people traveling to go and seek radiotherapy in only one center. Currently, where they are booking in that one center, they are booking women for 2016. So somebody has cancer today, and you tell her, well, uh, mommy, you've got cancer, but we will give you treatment in 2016. Will she be alive to wait for 2016 treatment? No. But if you actually prevented it, it means you will save a lot in terms of, of resources, in terms of life. I mean, for every life saved, I don't know what I can equate it to in terms of resources. So that gave you a bit of an overview of what the topic is all about.
What is really important, cervical cancer is growing very slowly, but for different infrastructures and different economies, you need to have a different approach. In the Western world, in the first world, you have uh, annual uh, screening programs, which is not the case and not practical in Kenya. And this is basically what we want to take on. Early screening is a must and consistent screening. And therefore, we want to go to adopt the technology and the processes to rural Africa and see, leverage the preciseness of the test that we have at hand and see how we can really make a change in that location. Susie. And therefore, I would like to give you some key facts about the project. Um, um, it's an active project and it's now running for one and a half years from the initial start till now. We just deployed it some weeks ago, so we are really happy about that. Um, in total, we uh, interviewed 16 plus users in Heidelberg as well as in Kenya. Um, we had uh, for our research seven days on site in Eldoret. And uh, we were in total five team members, uh, split it into uh, two uh, user experience designers. It was Mauro and me, and uh, doctors and lab technicians from the University of Heidelberg, who did their, um, who introduced the whole program together with the Kenyan doctors. Um, we had an exhausting trip of 32 hours, which was much longer than we, <laughs> we had to come to Australia. And um, yeah. Eldoret is on an altitude of over 2,000 meters. So before we went to Kenya, we had a lot of assumptions and open questions. To mention some of them, um, the, the organization, we thought that organizing the trip will be really easy because we're experienced on international project and also on, on short notice. We have an internal agency normally organizing the whole trip for us. Uh, means they book the flights and the hotel. So that will be quite easy. Um, we also expected to have a deeply frustrated medical staff because of their situation, lacking money, utilities, um, equipment. Um, and we felt also really insecure on how we will be supported and also perceived because there were those white guys coming from Europe asking them how they work, and how they feel. Um, another topic is always when you go to Africa, um, health and security. We're not sure how that would be. Um, and we were afraid of the killer mosquitoes eating us alive. <laughs> um, then we had for sure many surprising things we found and experienced. Um, the first thing was really um, we were challenged between two extremes. The one was an over-bureaucracy organization of the trip. We needed a confirmation letter, invitation letter, uh, filming licenses, all the custom things. We had to wait our cameras and so on. Um, while we were on site, uh, we need to improvise the whole time. There was not a schedule. Time is more stretchy and more flexible. Um, so when people are not there now, they will come later. So they came finally, but not sure when. Um, then um, uh, the, the ooh, I'm sorry. Um, ah, right, true. Uh, it's just all mixed. Um, the medical stuff. This was really impressive to see. Also, that the medical stuff we interviewed. We had a lot of um, um, users there. They were 
totally proud of what they do and of their contribute to the society. For example, we talked to a lab technician, and he said, yeah, I can really help that society to prevent diseases um, by working in that lab and checking um, what's going on outside and then also to um, help um, yeah, making up some quarantine uh, quarantine, um, how it's called, quarantine, yeah. well, I don't know. <laughs> so um, another really interesting thing was um, that we came with that setting, note taker, interviewer, we had our cameras, we uh, sat in front of the users or the people and we wanted to talk to them and they felt really absolutely uncomfortable. They were not willing really to talk to us and so we stopped our cameras, we stopped note-taking, and then we just discussed with them. We had an open talk, and this was really impressive because from that moment on, everything went super well, and they were really also able and willing to share what they do and um, very emotional in sharing um, their, their, their feelings. Interesting was also that mobile payment is everywhere, um, for example, M-Pesa, that's the system they use mostly, uh, they pay also on the local markets. So in Germany, there's nothing with mobile payment. You can forget about that. Um, and we had finally um, no mosquitoes. <laughs> so that was a good thing. So how did we approach the overall project? That was quite simple. We have, uh, in general, three steps. Uh, we have a discover phase, a de design phase, and a deliver phase. Uh, during the discover phase, we have for sure um, the 360-degree research. That's why also we went to Kenya and to the hospital in Heidelberg and everywhere. Uh, and during the design phase, we um, were, yeah, for sure we make the customer journeys, the prototyping, everything. And uh, deliver, that's what we just finalized. It is, includes also the testing. So yeah, doing all that in, in Europe and the US in first world countries is easy. And for these topics we now face, we need to stretch and still follow the phases but put different focus on it. Um, we started off in really finding out how to come from this initial problem, send a text message to a mobile phone from a PC, to a really more sophisticated problem, what is really the underlying unmet user need. And there we had a two-day design thinking workshop with the researchers in Heidelberg. We had intense discussions because there was no process. There was nothing in existence except the medical parts, the medical idea, the invention, and the idea to bring in technology to not rely on a single server somewhere in a basement, flooding when it rains, USB sticks hopping out of Jeeps and stuff. So after two days, we came up with a mission statement that we want to follow, and this is basically this implementing innovative healthcare screening in these fragile infrastructures like in Africa, where you can't really rely on utilities and, and constant access to land-bound information ways. And we start with cervical cancer, but of course you can easily transfer that to other non-communicable and other diseases. As already mentioned, we started our discover phase uh, in, at the University of Heidelberg, where we conducted a lot of interviews, uh, and then it was followed by the on-site research in Eldorad, Kenya. Um, therefore, we visited um, the hospital, different sections there, uh, the medical labs, which was very interesting. They're pretty well equipped. Uh, and um, we also participated in a nurse's clinical training where they also learned how to examine the patients. 
that was quite interesting. And there we also got the contact to all the nurses to whom we then finally talked to. Um, during the discover phase, for sure, we found many, many interesting findings um, and, and insights. Um, absolutely impressive was the extremely high workload of each nurse working in a health center as well as, as in the clinic. But the health center is the kind of uh, local partner of a big hospital in, in the rural communities. Um, and um, they have to deal every day with each, each nurse, every day with 50 to 100 patients waiting in front of a health center. Um, and they are very, yeah, they were used to that high workload, so they are relatively relaxed and super friendly. Um, then um, also for, the, for all the, the, the organizational stuff, they have significant paper trails. Everything is on paper. So another issue there is that you have to store all that paper somewhere, and it might get lost, so for sure. Um, for the patients, um, it's, they have normally exhausting and very long trips to go to such a health center. That means um, it takes up from some hours to some days, and they do it. Sometimes they take the small, small, small kind of caps, or they even walk. Yeah, that's very common. So we should be really aware of that fact. Um, the other topic is cervical cancer is still a stigma because um, it's related to HIV as well as to multiple sexual partners and uh, society is relatively conservative as well. So that is a topic, a sensible topic. Um, in general, building empathy for us was really easy because people were able and willing and happy to share what they do and how they feel. Um, well, everybody owns a smartphone, so that was for us a very important topic on how to um, set up the system. Um, the whole society is structured very uh, hierarchical. Um, the one thing is, for example, in a, in a hospital or the work, yeah, the work setting, hierarchy is a very important thing you should take care of, uh, to whom you talk or who talks to who, and also the whole information flows, um, as well as in the local communities. So that's really very strict there. Um, and for sure, each East African country is very different from their society and also habits. So the system we made, you cannot merge to every Eastern African country for sure, just for the background. As good uh, UX designers, for sure, we uh, made uh, personas for every uh, role. Um, the most important roles are mainly six. And in our system, we included six different uh, roles, having um, six different uh, entry or systems. They use their own kind of system. Um, the, the most important three roles, I would say, is for sure the, the patient, as she is the, the one getting that service. Um, the recruiter is a person, she's um, also in a local health center, and she's the contact person to the uh, women in the waiting area, and she is informing her about the program and about cervical cancer. Then she's also the one um, conducting... Um, 
she's the first contact point in also uh, taking the, um, the data of the, the, the woman. Um, then for sure the nurse, she's kind of help because she's doing the examination and then she's, when the results of the HPV, uh, no, um, uh, of the test, uh, when they come back, then she's the one contacting the patient and hand over the results to her. Um, other roles are for sure the lab technician, he's doing the, the testing, the um, local doctor and the researcher from Heidelberg who is there to support the whole program. Um, as we built a completely new system, we, um, we captured the current work. Here on this example, it's the user journey of, of a nurse. And at the bottom, you see the paper trails, all the papers she has to fill out. Um, and uh, on that base, we created for sure the, uh, the new journey. Um, next step was design and deliver. What you see here is, for example, uh, the, the, the dashboard for the recruiter. The recruiter, she has a tablet, so that she's mobile and can also really easily talk to the, um, to the patients, to the waiting women. Um, she captures the relevant patient data you need for that. And um, also on the dashboard, she, she uh, sees all the women she already had recruited. Uh, this is an example... Um, for a new candidate, the wording is not relevant. That's really just um, just to show uh, the, the formula. Here she inserts the, the data from the candidate, from the patient, um, which is necessary then to be um, to be um, to, to to have. Then the nurses also use a, a dashboard, a tablet. Sorry, um, what you see here is a dashboard, and on that, that dashboard you see all the upcoming tasks she has. That means, as I told you, uh, she's a kind of hub. She sees the new uh, patients she has to enroll. That means to has, she has to examine. She got these data from the recruiter beforehand. Um, she has, uh, in that example, three samples to send. And she has uh, 21 uh, participants to contact. That means these participants, the data, the results are available. So she can drill down and she see, ah, okay, I have to contact this and this and this and this. And then she calls them or asks them to come into the health center. As they have all uh, smartphones, that's quite easy and this should work. We have to test. So what we showed you here is the prototype that's currently running. And we uh, would like to go for, uh, further in 2016 and really come up with a more comprehensive vision. And the outlook is really all about, uh, we would like to go make, uh, come to the community, visit the women so they don't have to travel to the health centers. We would like to nurse to be able to go out. So we need first the mobility and then also all the apps being completely mobile. So that means we need to, uh, smart devices for all the activities from uh, uh, enrolling, through processing, through testing, and also delivering the results. And what is also then really important on the medical side, the testing facility should also be mobile so that you can pack everything on a truck, go into the villages, do the testing, and give the results back as soon as possible. And with this local approach, the mobile approach, we really would like uh, are sure that we can make a sustainable difference. And our learnings, our personal takeaway from the UX and design perspective is that in this case it really proves that user-centric design approach combined with state-of-the-art IT can contribute really significantly to saving women's lives in Africa. Thank you very much for your attention and your interest.
hope you liked this presentation from UX Australia 2015. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au.